At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here with you, it is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, Daniel Alvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN, will join the program. We'll get her perspective on the Rams heading back to the Super Bowl where they will be the home team because it's their stadium. And it's amazing the advantage that that is going to provide. And I think it provided the advantage for the Buccaneers last season. And it's going to provide an advantage for the Rams this season. Couple of reasons, in my opinion at least. It's not just the travel aspect of it. The travel does play a factor because it affects your scheduling, right? Okay, we have to, we're going to, you know, teams are going to, it's two weeks now, so they're going to prepare for this. They're go, they'll be there for the full week leading up to the Super Bowl because they have all the festivities to do, uh, you know, media night, which, um, you know, Super Bowl opening night, which has replaced the traditional media day, all that fun stuff. Uh, so they'll, you know, arrive this next weekend, whatever it is. Uh, and get ready for the entire week of practice and then festivities. So you're going to have to go through. They'll be off. They'll have film session this week, treatment, all that stuff. Maybe you, you start installing your game plan. You go through a couple of practices. Then you're traveling, whatever. So the teams are going to – the travel will affect your planning out of what you're doing this week. The Rams don't have to worry about planning a travel day. They, they can get an extra day of work in. They can also not have to worry about accommodations for friends and family. You see, and yes, I'm sure they're going to be dealing with this, but to a much lesser extent. Because for the players and their families, they're at home. You're not having to worry about the travel for your family. You're not having to worry about the accommodations for your family. Uh, it's your home. It's just one less distraction to deal with. Because if you ask any player that's played in a Super Bowl, and hopefully over the course of the next two weeks, we'll get some people on the show that have played and, and won Super Bowls. That aspect of it is distracting. 
I got to put in for my ticket allotment. I got to uh, put in for, you know, the travel and the hotel. And I got to make sure everyone's set up. And I got these this people hitting me up for tickets and these people hitting me up for tickets. And so it's a lot going into the Super There's a lot that goes into this for these players. It's not just about getting ready to play a football game. There's a lot of extracurricular stuff. And then there's the appearances all week. You know, the appearances, the, the, the opening night and speaking to the media and doing all that. Plus, this, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, right? That's a, it's a convention. You'll have Radio Row. You'll have the Fan Fest. All that stuff is an opportunity for agents to network for PR reps to network, and there's good, there's a lot that goes into that week that it's not going to take away from the players practicing or anything like that, but it's just, it's a headache. It's something that they just have to deal with. Now, some people would say they'd rather be on the road because when you go on the road, it's kind of, it's all business. You can, you know, just get a, go get to the hotel, Focus on the game. Don't have to worry about anything else. But I think being home has its advantages. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear about more of those advantages as we progress throughout the next couple of weeks here. But the Rams now will look to do what the Bucks did last year, and that is win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I'm excited for the halftime show. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. Uh, I know some of the offshore bets, uh, offshore sites, you can place wagers on the halftime show. And we'll have some fun with that as we get closer uh, next week to the game with some of the uh, more exotic prop offerings that uh, we've seen out there. I, I even every year I compete in a, um, not a contest, but it's, I guess you can call it a contest, but to uh, create your own prop. And I do this every year with one of the sites. And, and uh, a couple of years ago, um, one of my props was selected. And if I'm being honest, I, have, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember that I won and I got to donate money to a charity because one of my props was selected. It might have had something to do with like Giselle or being shown on camera. There was something that I picked. Uh, or referencing, you know, Belichick, whatever. I don't know. Anyway. This year, we'll try and come up with our own fun props as it pertains to the Rams, the Bengals. Like, already, the wheels are spinning. And I'm trying to think, like, how many times will the broadcast team reference Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase winning a national championship together at LSU? In... and and try and parlay that into the conversation with uh, the Super Bowl, right? Oh, remember these two teammates won a national championship a couple years ago? Like that, That'll definitely be referenced on the broadcast. Uh, how many times will, you can say, uh, will the broadcast show scenic views of Los Angeles? Will we see Muscle Beach during the broadcast? Uh, other parts of Venice. Will we see the Santa Monica Pier? During the broadcast, that's going to be some fun things that we can play around with when it comes to uh, exotic props about the broadcast and about the game. As for the in-game props, the actual legit ones that we can bet on here in Las Vegas and in most books uh, mobily across the country, 
I do think you have to look at Cooper Cup's receiving yards. You have to look at Jamar Chase, all the players that have been so important to these teams on their path to get here to this point. And, and Cooper Cup really, he was quiet a week ago, not so quiet here in this game. Uh, and, and really, well, actually, he wasn't really quiet because he did have that. Uh, well, a monster game. He was quiet, I guess. What was it? The the week before, um, when yeah, against Arizona, he was quiet, but he still had a touchdown. But he had the monster game against Tampa, and and again, I just keep going back to that Matthew Stafford throw. Hey, you want to talk about the play? One of the plays of the playoffs. The Bucks just tied the game. There's no time left. Indomik and Sue is rushing in your face. And you loft that ball up perfectly to Cooper Cup, who beat the defense. That was just an incredible throw from Matthew Stafford. That will be one that they'll look back on should they win the Super Bowl. They're going to look back on that throw. Uh, But Cooper Cup, two straight games now where he's been tremendous. And I think you're going to have to look towards a Cooper Cup over, whether it's over receptions, over receiving yards, anytime touchdown, which, like I said, on DraftKings right now, he has minus 190 to score a touchdown. So just think about that. But any type of Cooper Cup props is what you're going to look at here for uh, the game. I do have some early props up on DraftKings right now. Um, Let's see. Some early game props. Bengals total touchdowns over under two and a half. Rams total touchdowns is over under three and a half. But it's juiced accordingly. So for the Bengals, the over is minus 115. The under is actually minus 125. For the Rams, the over three and a half is plus 140. The under is minus 180. Team total points, Rams 27.5, Bengals 22.5. So what's most interesting to me about those team totals is, let's count them out together, 23.5, 24.5, 25.5, 26.5, 27.5. It's a five-point differential in the team total lines. The game line is four. To me, that's interesting. You would think that it would be the same as the game spread. But they project, or they're putting the line out there, for the Rams, 27.5, Bengals, 22.5, that is a five-point differential. Spread in the game right now is four. Do they expect it to go to four and a half? Do they expect it to go to five? Uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that. But that is an early prop bet on the game uh, for uh, what we are going to place a bet on. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to have a bunch of scoring specials, winning, you know, the winning margin, two-point conversions, all that fun stuff. It's, to me, it's the best event of the year. 
it's just a lot of fun. There's so many aspects about this game. People have their boxes as well. But for the Rams and the Bengals, two weeks now to prepare. Who's got the advantage? Where's the early lean? How do the Rams finish the job? We're talking about a team that was all in this year. How do they complete the journey? We will talk to Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN. Coming up next, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, hosted by our next guest, Danielle Alvari, joins me, Scott Seidenberg, here on The Look Ahead. And, Danielle, the Rams are back in the Super Bowl. Was there ever a doubt? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> towards the end of the season there, there were a couple doubts to the point where you and I didn't even want to, uh, or didn't I didn't at least, take an NFC future on them because the future did not look bright. Stafford mm-hmm. was having a slew of issues with those interceptions and he had one today and he really should have had two. I mean, does anybody hate their life right now more than Jaquiski Tart? Mm. So right. yes, there was doubt, but now can you believe it? Back to back where we're having Super Bowls where they're playing at home. 
yeah, we went. Fi- we only went 54 years without it happening. So now <laughs> we get them in back the to norm. back no years. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now the Rams, with them playing at home, how much of an advantage do you think it is? Not so much because of maybe the crowd or the lack of travel, but I guess not having to deal with any outside distractions like accommodations for your friends and family, things like that that you have to deal with when you're traveling, especially for a Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to be a huge deal necessarily. I mean, the Bengals are going to get there with plenty of time to spare. They're probably going to be there for 10 days, two weeks, and they are coming from the East Coast, but I mean, you have to admit that the weather's certainly better here. I don't think it's going to be that distracting for them. I don't know that it's a huge advantage for the Rams. Again, I don't know that SoFi has the home field advantage of, say, like a Lambeau field. And we saw the 49ers, we talked about this last week, completely pack SoFi, even when they were deterred, as we talked about last Mm -hmm. week. So I don't know that this is necessarily a home game for the Rams, but it does seem like it's a benefit for them to be in SoFi. That said, I do think that the AFC team is technically the home team. So I wonder how that factors in. Are they going to be in their own locker room? Or are they going to have to be in their away locker room? It's, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of so, plays yeah, out as well. I, I, they'll stay in their own locker rooms and they'll practice at their own facility uh, just because the NFL is not going to make, they're not going to make the Rams practice, you know, at UCLA and yeah. make, you know, the, Beng- the Bengals practice at the Rams facility. So they stay in their own facility. They'll stay in their own locker room, but the Bengals will get the choice of Jersey. So that is very important. They can choose their whichever jersey they want to wear as the home team. A really important part of the <laughs> handicap always. Absolutely. And an important part of what color Gatorade will be dumped on the coach. Because I always exactly. tend to lean Ex- towards More importantly. The, uh, yeah, very. Well, that's the most important thing. By the way, if the Rams win, you know it's going to be yellow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's talk. I actually think I got this right last year. <laughs> Did you? We had, we had a poll going on primetime action. I think I got it right. Uh, what was it? Orange last year, I think? I don't. You or know, I did red? a lot of research Who into knows? it. And I just yeah. wiped my brain of it after. <laughs> Clearwater. Um, let's talk about Cooper Cup. And I asked this question to um, a guest earlier, and I want to know what your opinion is because this actually relates to a Super Bowl MVP bet, possibly. If this NFC Championship game was the Super Bowl, who was your MVP of this game? Was it Matthew Stafford with the 330 somewhat passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick? Or was it Cooper Cup? with over 140 yards and two touchdowns receiving. Well, so here's where the water gets a little muddy just if we're just talking about this game for me. This game does not get done without OBJ. Mm. So I think that that steals just a little bit of cup shine, which, I mean, we're also comparing cup to cup here, right? Like on a week-to-week basis. Like that's the only person he's competing against. But I think in this game specifically, OBJ, what he contributed, I don't think this game gets won without him. And so maybe then you are looking at it's like a Matt Stafford. So just looking at today's game, that said, moving forward, I love the idea of Cooper Cup as Super Bowl MVP. And I'd love to know what those odds are, actually. Plus 600 at BetMGM in New Jersey right now. Uh, hasn't I haven't seen it anywhere else besides there. Um, Stafford plus 110. Burrow plus 210. Cup plus 600 is your third favorite. Yeah. Like, no one's going to get excited about those 100. So if you want a play on that, why would you not want a Cooper Cup ticket? I I love it, considering he's put up better numbers than what Julian Edelman did a couple of years ago when he won the I mean, were we... 
at one point we were talking about him in the MVP race, the actual yes, MVP the race. Actual MVP. So how do you not, you know? <laughs> I would do that as well. Aaron Donald plus 2,000 I think is very interesting as well. And Von Miller plus 8,000. Would be in. They in, would never do it. They should do it, but they would never do it. Von Miller, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Could you imagine that? Uh, when it comes to the Rams now against the Bengals, what can they? What do you think is going to be the way that the Rams win this game, both offensively and defensively, considering what you have seen in this playoff run from the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, so what's interesting about the Bengals for me is their offense wasn't surprising. We both we know that both of these teams have really high octane offenses. I think their defense really took a turn for the better in the playoffs. And that's where I'm kind of wanting to dig a little bit deeper into how that is. Obviously, great great adjustments by their defensive coordinator just in uh, first the Chiefs tonight. I mean, if you look at the first half for the Chiefs versus the second half, we saw a very stark difference for Patrick Mahomes. Now, are they going to be able to do something similar like that to the Rams? I don't know. It's almost weirdly a blessing in disguise that they had to go against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs first because that pass-heavy kind of Patrick Mahomes could do anything kind of situation. Now they've already gone through that. They've gotten through that. And also versus the Titans, I mean, those nine sacks mm. versus Joe Burrow and they still won. That's like a little bit of a little, I'm going to say orange flag here because the Rams, we know that they are they have that front four that's going to be really, really hard uh, for the Bengals to combat. But they still won versus the Titans when Joe Burrow was on his back half the game. So it is really interesting for me when I look at this matchup. The Rams are kind of the OGs to me versus like kind of these young hot mm. team here with the Bengals, which sounds weird to call the Bengals a young hot team. But Joey B, Jamar Chase versus Matt Stafford, who was toiling away in, in Detroit for what, 11 years. And OBJ, who still hasn't gotten a ring. And Aaron Donald, man, does that guy want his ring? Uh, so when we look at this matchup, it just seems like experience is going to win out in my opinion, with the Rams here. I mean, like the graphics showed us on the broadcast, I mean, they're all in right now. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of funny, actually, to look at how much they gave up to get here, right? Because the Bengals did not, and they're also in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, it's What yeah. surprised me about looking at this NFC Championship game is the fact that they didn't sack Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, they pressured him, and then obviously yeah. the biggest pressure came at the end when Jimmy just threw the ball away, uh, which, by the way, cashed the uh, over half an interception for Garoppolo ticket. Uh, but And Ramsey should have really cashed it for me earlier, but he dropped that ball. That yeah. surprised me. I think that considering you mentioned it, the sacks that the, uh, the, the Titans were able to get and – they did a much better job, the Bengals' offensive line, against the Chiefs. But Joe Burrow really had to elude a lot of pressure, and he yeah. did that. And he probably he saved the offensive line from giving up those sacks with his athleticism. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against this Rams front. You don't? Because, I mean, versus the Titans, that was a pretty good little tester there. And like you said, for tonight versus the Chiefs, he completed 7 of 12 passes under pressure and converted three third downs via scrambles. That's what the kind of action you're talking about mm -hmm. here. I have no reason to believe he couldn't try to do that versus this Rams team, except for, like I said, this is a really experienced yep. defense here, and that's kind of the difference here. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is going to take a wide receiver out them right off the bat. So um, it's definitely – the toughest defense that this Bengals team has faced all season. Yeah, I mean, I would just, like I said, I would take Von Miller, Floyd, and and Donald over anybody, even Chris Jones on the Chiefs. I would take those three guys So uh, Absolutely. From, from the Rams. How much of an advantage, if at all, do you think it is that Sean McVay is now getting a second run at this 
and knows a little bit more about how to prepare over these next two weeks. Although you can say that Zach Taylor was on his staff four years ago, so he did witness firsthand what McVay did. Yeah. Well, so McVay, if we know anything about him, people talk about how great of a coach he is. He's really an excellent planner. He's almost an over planner. Sometimes we see that he overthinks <laughs> plays sometimes, but that's what he does really well. And now we're starting to see, especially this season, teams are figuring out how to make adjustments in the second half. And then he starts playing almost scared. It's like, it's really weird to watch. It's like he completely loses his confidence if things don't go according to plan for them. Uh, so he's going to have to be able to make these adjustments versus Joe Burrow, because like we saw them do against the chiefs tonight, they went in, they came out completely switched up their defense and that worked completely in their favor. So for me with Sean McVay, yeah, maybe he knows stuff ahead of time. I never doubt his planning skills. I'm doubting his ability to work on the fly. So that's mm. what I'm interested to see how that plays out for him. All right. Maybe a first half Rams bet and then a live bet on the Bengals. We'll see how the play yeah. plays out. We'll have two weeks to break this thing down. That's what I know. And we'll be listening to the L.A. City cast along the way. Thanks so much, Danielle. Thanks, Scott. There she is, Danielle Alvari. Check out the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, we have CityCasts in multiple cities around the country, so you want to make sure you listen to that for a localized sports betting conversation around your favorite teams. And, yeah, leading up to the Super Bowl, got to listen to the one surrounding Los Angeles hosted by Danielle. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And when it comes to this big game, obviously the spread, the total will be a topic of conversation for the next two weeks. The prop offerings, once they become available, will become a little bit more fun. Of a conversation. Uh, I think the MVP is a great, <laughs> great conversation. And I'm going to, I don't know how I'm not going to bet Cooper Cup. Because I do think the Rams win and I'm going to go with the wide receivers. Uh, I think, though, there's value out. That's what I'm trying to say. Because. I can see Stafford and the storyline, and that's a huge, huge aspect of all of this is what will the voters the, who determine this think about when it comes to awarding the MVP? If it's if a wide receiver has a big-time game, the case can always be made for the quarterback, right? The wide receiver doesn't have that type of a game without the quarterback having a good game. Unless the quarterback just, you know, unless the quarterback does what Patrick Mahomes did. Like, if, if, if that is the box score and the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes does what he did in this game. 26 of 39, 275 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. 
then I can look towards Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown as the MVP of the game. Because Mahomes' numbers were not that great. So unless that's the case, you know, then the wide receiver gets a bigger look. But what's the storyline? What is, you know, the extra, the, the non-tangible stuff that goes into all of this? You know, like for, let's look back at the MVPs. Peyton Manning wins an MVP in Super Bowl, what was that, 41, right? In no way, shape, or form did Peyton Manning deserve to win the MVP. In that Super Bowl, Peyton Manning was not even the second best player on the team that year. In in that game, I'm saying. In that game, you could have given... That game belonged to his running backs. That's who... Let me look at the box score here. So Super Bowl 41, right? Super Bowl 41. (laughs) That score was all about both running backs in that game. Not Peyton Manning. You had Dominic Rhodes rush for 113 yards and a touchdown. And Joe Adai, 77 yards, including 66 receiving yards on 10 catches. Forget about Rhodes, who had the touchdown, right, and 113 rushing yards. Joe Adai had... 19 carries for 77 yards and 10 catches for 66 yards. He was the MVP of that game. But Peyton Manning wins the award. Why? Because that's the narrative. That is the story. That the always a bridesmaid, never a bride, Peyton Manning finally gets over the hump that is Tom Brady and the Patriots gets to the Super Bowl, wins a Super Bowl. And that is why he won the MVP. It's happened before. It's it's happened after that. There was no Joe Flacco was probably the MVP of that Super Bowl when Ray Lewis got it. Oh no, Joe Flacco did get it. I'm sorry. Ray Lewis got it when when Trent Trent Dilfer was the quarterback and they beat the Giants. That was just a solid defensive effort. So I guess, you know, Ray Lewis was like the leader of the defense. You give it to there. Uh, Joe Flacco did win the MVP when they won it again. Um, I'm messing myself up because I remember being on the radio saying that it's going to be a shame when Ray Lewis wins the MVP and doesn't deserve it. I think I actually wrote a blog post. I wrote an article about it somewhere um, that, you know, it'll be a shame when Ray Lewis wins the MVP and not, like whoever deserves it for that team. Anyway, um, but we've had MVPs just be awarded the MVP because that is the story with the game. If the Rams win this game, it'll be hard 
not to give it to Matt Stafford. When you consider the years that he spent his entire career on a bad team in Detroit. They did make the playoffs three times, though. 0-3 in those playoff games. But still, took a team, Detroit, had a couple of winning seasons, got to the playoffs three times, but for the most part, not a winning organization. The Rams give up so much capital because they are all in for the Super Bowl this year. I think part of it was just the timing, knowing the players that they have and uh, maybe the contracts that are coming up and just knowing that this window is closing very fast. But also, I think, yeah, there there was a little aspect to uh, hosting the Super Bowl and wanting an opportunity to get there. Hey, they're all in this year. So Stafford gets acquired. The idea that he was the missing piece, because clearly we know he's head and shoulders above Jared Goff, but Jared Goff was the quarterback, and they did go to the Super Bowl. So now you bring in Matthew Stafford, and you expect him to elevate this team to a new level. Get them back to the Super Bowl, but ultimately win it this time. And should that happen, should they win It'll be hard to ignore that narrative. But like I said, the value is not on betting Stafford to win the MVP. The value is on betting a Cooper Cup to win the MVP. Even, I'll tell you another one. Odell Beckham Jr. plus 2,500. If the Bengals are so concerned with Cooper Cup and OBJ has the same type of game that he had in the NFC Championship game but adds a touchdown or two, he might win this award. He's a plus 2,500. Those are the longer shots that are worth the bets, not Matt Stafford at plus 110 to win the award, to win the MVP. For the Bengals, Joe Burrow is going to win this award if they win. You're not going to give it to any other player than Joe Burrow. I don't care if Jamar Chase does have 300 receiving yards and three touchdowns. That means that Joe Burrow has at least 300 passing yards and three touchdowns, and Joe Burrow is winning this award. You have a quarterback in his second year, bring a team that had four wins a season ago when he got hurt to come back from that injury and to lead that team to a division title and a Super Bowl run going, you know, winning the first one at home, then going on the road to the Titans, to the Chiefs, and then winning the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's winning this award. Unless they win this game because of defense, 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 and you're going to give it to a defensive player, there's nobody else on the Bengals that is going to win the MVP than Joe Burrow. That's different than the Rams. Because 
all stories lead to Joe Burrow. All the performances lead to Joe Burrow. For the Rams, I could make the argument for a guy like Cooper Cup. More so than Matt Stafford. We will uh, head out to Los Angeles once again. Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, uh, contributor here on VSIN, was at SoFi Stadium watching the NFC Championship game. He was all over the Rams, and, well, we'll find out if he's all over them again in the Super Bowl coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Joined now by Jason Weingarten, contributor here at VSIN. The Wide World of Weingarten podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts from. And Jason was at the NFC Championship game at SoFi Stadium. And from your perspective, uh, what was it like being at a Rams road game in SoFi? You know, um, I was just getting to my seats in the uh, the first quarter when that interception happened right at the goal line mm-hmm. and my initial instinct was that the Rams scored a touchdown <laughs> because everybody started cheering and I was really excited and I started looking at my phone because I wanted to see well, well who scored the first touchdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I, I got closer to my seats and I said oh man it's it's really red in here and and other than right behind the Rams bench 
I don't think there was really a section of the stadium that was predominantly Rams fans. It was it was very much a 49ers home game. It's it's absolutely wild, and they kept referencing this on the broadcast. Uh, I don't know if you've caught up with the broadcast yet, but the Rams were using a silent count at home on their home in their home stadium. We're going with a silent snap count in order to avoid any type of mistakes. I just think it's unbelievable. Kudos to the 49ers fans for invading that building, but kudos to the Rams for getting the job done here and getting over the hump in this game. Obviously the 49ers winning both games in the regular season. Uh, What was the biggest difference when you were watching this game from the way that the Rams played compared to the way that they blew that lead in the uh, final game of the regular season and lost that game. You know, I think the, uh, the week 18 game, there was something to, to the fact that in the second half, the, although they, they, they had no excuse for, for losing that game. I think they knew that they were in the playoffs mm. and, and they, they weren't going to, uh, to get knocked out or, or getting a, a disadvantageous situation with, with a loss. And, and, they, they, again, no excuse, but but I think they were fine losing that game, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't really matter. Today, you saw a much more focused team, you know, a battle-tested team, and I mean, just just the the 49ers, like from 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 their perspective, they were playing their seventh road game in nine weeks. That's that's just an impossible schedule for any team, and they almost pulled it off, and they didn't. Yeah, look, I've, I was on the Rams the entire way. Just this entire postseason run, the, coming into this game, the 49ers had 20 offensive possessions and only scored two touchdowns, Jason. And one of them was on the opening drive against the Cowboys, and the other one was on a Debo Samuel run after Dak Prescott throws a pick at his own 20-yard line. So I was not impressed with the 49er offense coming into this game. That being said... They were able to move the football against the Rams. Any concern of what the Bengals can do against the Rams defense? You know, I think uh, I, I'm I'm usually an under better. I like betting unders. I'm really biased towards unders. And this Super Bowl has overwritten all over it. Okay. This has this has track meet both teams. Uh, I, I think we're we're in. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting a fantastic Super Bowl when all is said and done. And I think a lot of people probably thought Kansas City was just going to walk in. But the Bengals are going to come and put on a show. Joe Burrow is ascended to a top quarterback in the NFL. And yeah. uh, we're lucky to have both of these teams. I, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game, especially if the officials continue to call the game as the way they have. Uh, since the the wild card round, and they got a lot of pushback from I think uh, mm. too many penalties. Yeah, the first round. Absolutely. Uh, I was looking at the odds, and they're not available everywhere uh, for the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, but I did find them. BetMGM in New Jersey does have MVP odds up. Cooper Cup is at plus six hundred. Can you make the argument for Cup to be the Super Bowl MVP over Matt Safford? Absolutely. Rams, I mean, you if can the make... Rams win, obviously. You could still make the argument that Cooper Cup should be the the league MVP. <laughs> the, the, the what he's put together yeah. in the last two games against uh, Tampa Bay and uh, again tonight, uh, what what you saw was was a guy who who changed the game. And uh, six to one is is such a short price. It, it makes me want to look at other guys. But no doubt, uh, if you ask me, who's the most likely offensive player on the Rams to win? Um, win MVP, it would it would be Cooper Cup. 
ahead of Matt Stafford. And this is a quarterback dominant award. So uh, obviously Stafford and Burrow will be uh, the, the guys at the top. Yeah, Stafford's your favorite. Burrow's your second favorite. I was just thinking, like, if the Bengals win, I don't think anybody besides Joe Burrow wins the award. Even if Jamar Chase has 250 yards and three touchdowns, it just means that Burrow had over 250 yards and three touchdowns passing. And the narrative will be about Joe Burrow. I think that if Cooper Cup does what he did in this game and, as you mentioned, what he did against the Bucks, even if Stafford doesn't have an interception, I think Cooper Cup wins the award. And I, whatever number he's at, I'm going to play it. Absolutely. I think what you said is spot on, uh, especially with the, the voting and the voters uh, potentially thinking, well, uh, Cup got snubbed in the regular season. We're going to reward him with the uh, the Super Bowl MVP. Um, and it's just no question that he's the uh, the 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 you know the heart of of this mm-hmm. Rams offense. And I want to uh, point something out that I looked at when I was looking at box score data for the Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup threw a touchdown pass in the regular season game against the Green Bay Packers. It got called back on a holding or a pass interference or something. I don't remember what the penalty call, but it was negated by a penalty. Uh, I, I totally expect the Rams to pull out their best plays, their best trick plays in the Super Bowl. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cooper Cup throw a pass in the Super Bowl, um, which which is a prop of two, over two and a half uh, you know, players throw a pass, obviously. Yeah. But um, we could see Cooper Cup catch a touchdown, throw a touchdown. I think uh, anything's on the table with uh, the Rams having two weeks to game plan for a, a single game. I, I love um, that prop. Will somebody, around Cooper Cup. I love that prop. Will somebody other than a quarterback uh, throw, complete a pass? I absolutely love that. When it comes to Super Bowl props, and they're not out yet, Jason, but there's going to be hundreds of them available all across town and all across the country. What is a, a prop that you love to bet when it comes to the Super Bowl? Uh, for me, it's will there be a two-point conversion? I love betting on that. Uh, I love like the over, you know, more than a quarterback to attempt to pass. Uh, those are some of the interesting ones that I like to play. Any props that you like to play when it comes to the Super Bowl? I usually play uh, neither, uh, neither team will score three times in a row. Okay. That prop you usually get plus money on. I enjoy that. And I am always a sucker for defensive players to win the MVP <laughs> at yes. big odds. Every year I'm finding guys at 200 to one, you know, 250 to one. And I start making cases. Well, what does this guy have to do? And, and I'm always right there. I'm always this close. I, <laughs> I had it with Cam Chancellor one year. He oh, didn't wow. get it. Yeah, Malcolm, I had uh, it with yeah. uh, Devin White last year. Tom Brady got it over him. Mm. But but I'm going to cash the uh, the defensive player, Super Bowl MVP, one of these years. And it's going to be a huge number. I'm slightly worried Aaron Donald might be the guy to, to do it this year. And he might do it at like 20 to 1 he and is, kill it. He is 20 to 1. Uh, Von Miller, 8-1. to one. I mean, he could be a two-time Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. A couple of strip sacks, and, and this guy gets the award. Jalen Ramsey, 100-1. to one. I, don't hate, I don't hate either of those, but the, the thing is, is when you start getting me considering guys, I'm saying, well, why not Leonard Floyd? If you're going to bet <laughs> okay. Von Miller, yeah. are, you, are you going to leave out Leonard Floyd? 100 to one. If you're going to bet Jalen Ramsey, are you going to bet you know, Williams or Eric Weddle or an, another defensive back. And then you start, you know, how, how many of the starters, you know, by, by kickoff, I have seven starters on defense when I meant to have two. <laughs> but 
that's uh, that's the way it goes. And then a quarterback wins MVP. So yeah, of course. Always always end up blowing money on that. Uh, real quick, uh, we got about a minute left. Do you expect this number, which is already at four now? Do you expect it to stay at four or move off of four by the time we get to the game in two weeks? I think it probably stays on four. Uh, you'll see a little bit more more movement on the money line. For example, Circa I saw was already up to minus two hundred eight. Mm. The opener was like minus one seventy five. Yeah. I bet the Rams minus one ninety before I even left the stadium tonight. Nice. So uh, I, I, I was I, I kind of think you're going to see that money line move a little bit more. I, I could see uh, Rams money line, uh, Bengals taking taking money at plus four plus four and a half. I don't see it getting any higher than four and a half. Yeah, Rams minus one ninety five right now up on DraftKings spread still at four. Jason, appreciate the time. Hey, congrats on your uh, Rams tickets, and uh, let's see what happens in a couple of weeks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, fun. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. There he is, Jason Weingarten. Check out the wide world of Weingarten wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.